Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. This is the Gray Bar Sports Open Line. Goes mid swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Team USA in the WBC Championship game tomorrow. They are going to match up against either Mexico or Japan. Those two teams are playing right now, top of the second. That game is scoreless down at Lone Depot Park in Miami. And speaking of that, we're going to head there as well. We're going to bring on uh, Joe Roderick, our guy, Joe Roderick. He's down there covering uh, the WBC for Claves Online. He joins us right now. He'll be joining us at about the same time tomorrow as the championship game is going on. Hey, Joe, how are you? Hey, Matt, I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're glad to, to have you. And I'll start with what happened yesterday as Team USA picks up the win to get to the championship game. Uh, first off, there's a lot of talk about today in Jupiter. Nolan Arnato getting hit by the pitch and he exits the game. Uh, but right now it sounds like all indications are that he came out of that unscathed. Yeah, I, I don't think there was any worry by anybody in the dugout for, for Team USA. I'm sure that the Cardinals front office and other players were probably freaking out at first, especially after what we saw the night before with Jose Altuve, who broke his finger in the uh, in the Venezuela and Mexico game or in the Venezuela and U.S. games, so that you know it, it instantly brings back memories of something that happened 24 hours prior. But Nolan Arenado was laughing in the dugout. He was telling everybody he was fine. He immediately went and got X-rays, and they immediately told the media that the X-rays were negative. I think at the time, I think it was a nine to two game. I think that if U.S. was losing in that game, if it was close, I wonder if they would have done the same thing in that uh, in that moment. Do you like the way Mark DeRosa has managed this team? Yeah, I I do. I so my only issue with the team, and it's you know it's nothing against the team. It's because certain players chose not to come. It's not a great bullpen. Yeah. You look at you look at that bullpen. The St. Louis Cardinals have a better bullpen than Team USA. So when you get into some of the you know pitchers late in the game, a lot of times it's who who is this guy? You know, we in the in the game against Venezuela, you know, we knew who Devin Williams was. We know who Ryan Presley was. But when you look at some of the other games, like David Bard, I I, I didn't know who that was. I, I honestly, I thought he was on the Pirates. Turns out I was wrong. I don't know who some of the, the guy that closed out the game in the ninth inning yesterday. Lope, Loop, L-O-U-P, whoever that is. I, I know he plays for the Angels. I don't know his first name. So it's, it's you have guys like this to where you look at the number of pitchers that said no to Team USA. You look at Verlander, Scherzer, 
DeGrom, just, you know, Shane Bieber. You start naming off a lot of American pitchers who said no to this. Imagine Kershaw couldn't do it because of insurance reasons. Yeah. Imagine what this imagine what this pitching staff could have looked like. Tomorrow they're going with who? Merrill Kelly tomorrow as the as the starter? I mean, of all of the great American pitchers that you have, that's who you have pitching in a championship game. So, you know, it's it Mark DeRosa is dealing with the hand that he's been dealt as far as everything else goes, as far as the lineup goes, how do you go wrong with that? Uh, you you pick names out of a hat, one through nine, and you're going to you're going to have the best lineup that we have ever seen put together in international play. I mean, it, it's up there with some of the lineups that the Dominican Republic has put out in years past. It's the best USA lineup that we've ever seen. And I think that with what he's done with that, I, I think he's done a good job. I, I think it's very obvious that Mark DeRosa loves Tim Anderson. Yeah. I know before the tournament started, he told him he wants to see a big bat flip at some point. And then you saw once Tim Anderson got the chance to start at short and then goes and has a good game there and then plays at second. He's been at second every game since then. And Tim Anderson doesn't play second base for the White Sox. He plays short. But Tim Anderson's playing second base here. And, it you know, with the shift, it, you know, kind of he's over in that shortstop position a few times. But Mark DeRosa really loves him. And everything else that he's doing, I, you know, he's playing the matchup. Pete Alonso wasn't hitting well, so Pete Alonso sits. I mean, think about that, that you have a lineup that's so good that you can DH somebody other than Pete Alonso because Pete Alonso's not playing first over Paul Goldschmidt. It's just, it is such a stacked team offensively that there's zero, there, there's nothing that you can criticize with him that, there. And then Alonso finally gets that hit and he immediately gets pinch run for. Which I, I think yeah. that was the plan the whole time. Sure. And, it, you know, there were, I think, wasn't there an injury or there was something else that happened soon after that where a guy was taken out or, you know that that was that was the plan that whole time, but then you saw Alonzo have a big hit yesterday. So uh, that that little dink of a pinch hit that he had, I think, has propelled him now to this. And if Japan wins and you see them tomorrow, you could play the numbers. You couldn't play the numbers against Cuba yesterday. But their starting pitcher threw seven innings in 2022. You didn't know who you were facing, or you just kind of looked. Okay, here's what style he pitches, and kind of judge that compared to major league pitchers. But if Shohei's pitching or you Darvish is pitching, you can look at that and go, okay, I'm going to play the guys that, that hit them well. I always get frustrated by people who complain and then don't have a better answer. Like my whole thing is if we're going to complain about something, let's come up with a solution all at the same time. So people complain about the timing of this. And I keep saying it's the least terrible time. Yes, it is a terrible time to have it, but there's not a better time to have it. Uh, the only thing that you could really convince me on is blow out the all-star game, cancel two weeks of the season and throw it in the middle of the year uh, and have everybody play 140 instead of 162. But owners are never going to go for that. And then all of a sudden you're messing with, you know, single season records and things like that, which matters so much in baseball. So even as I say that out loud, I'm like, "Ah, that's not really a good idea. Like, I just don't know what a better answer is. No, this is the perfect time to play it. There's no other other time to play. You have guys that report at this time. They're playing baseball at this time. You just have the best of the best for every one of these countries that are amping it up a little bit, where these guys are so good anyway and love the competition anyway that they they want to do this right now. You can't do it at the All-Star break. Look at how many guys – you know, the Cardinals have a lot of players right now in this. They ever had a lot of players in this tournament. Was it 17 ended up playing, 19 were invited – Okay, that's that's a lot. There's some teams out there that what might have one or two. 
out there for their team. So you're going to tell that entire roster, hey, guys, you get two weeks off now. You know, go go away for two weeks. You can't have it after the World Series because that is how many teams? I mean, 28 teams that have already shut it down. Yeah, guys are not going to play. Yeah, yeah, guys, I mean, you're going to get guys that will play. Guys will want to play. But in in reality, you're going to get a lot of people to say no. This is the best time of year for guys to say yes and guys to want to do it. And I think when you look at the fun, these guys, oh, it, you know what? It sucks that Edwin Diaz got hurt and it was a freak accident. It could have happened at spring training. Jose Altuve, that could have very well happened at West Palm Beach or Jupiter. What happened to him in the game the other night? Those things, those are spring training injuries. That had nothing to do and the, I mean, the, think the chances are probably higher in spring training because you have pitchers that aren't as, you know, aren't as amped up yet as, as Bard was the other night. You would think you would think that Bard is in better condition right now than he would be at spring training with all of the work that he's getting in this tournament. So this is the best time of year to play it, and you are going to continue to get the best of the best. There are guys, I'm sure there are guys in major league camps right now that are watching it and they're upset that they're not in the game. I'm sure there are American players that look at this and say, when it comes back in three years and 26, I want to be the best third baseman. Maybe Nolan Arenado doesn't, isn't going to want to do it three years from now. I want to be the best third baseman, and that's going to be my spot to well, take on that 2016. How many of those pitchers who turned it down are sitting there going, man, I wish I was pitching in the championship game tomorrow? That's, I mean, that's a good question. The pitchers are the ones that – are I think the ones that are always going to be the most hesitant because they are such creatures of habit. I, the hitters will hit all year long and they will do the same thing and stay in shape all year long. Pitchers will take time off and they will do things to preserve their arms. But when you get a guy who loves competition, when you get an Adam Wainwright type pitcher, he's going to want to do it. <laughs> Miles Michaelis is always, you know, a guy like Miles Michaelis is always going to want to do this. Max Scherzer, you know, I've never talked to a guy that you've heard interviews with, and he comes off, he could be maybe a little stubborn, a little curmudgeon sometimes. So Max Scherzer's not going to be that guy that's going to want to do it, and he's going to complain about it. The Trey Turner Grand Slam. I've I've watched the WBC over the years. I don't know if I've ever really been passionate about it. Again, it's so easy to be a prisoner of the moment. But my reaction to that Trey Turner Grand Slam, I'm watching the game at home, sitting in my couch. I, I jump up out of the couch and I am audibly cheering like I am I am jacked up when when Turner hits that Grand Slam. And I don't think I have ever reacted to a WBC game before. So to me, it just feels like there is this thing is gaining traction. Matt, I can't remember if you and I were – I know we when, when we're in the press box at the same time at Bush, I know we sit next to each other a lot. I can't remember if we were next to each other when Yepes hit his home run in the playoffs. That When that happens and you're in the press box, it's really hard to not cheer. You know, as a fan of baseball, it's hard to not cheer. I remember in 2015 when Tommy Pham hit a home run against the Cubs in the playoffs, it was really, really hard to not cheer. I was in the auxiliary press box down the right field line when Trey Turner hit that grand slam. I threw my hands up in the air and I started giving high fives to other media members around me. <laughs> did it, did that feel uncomfortable? <laughs> Not at all, because everybody else was doing it. <laughs> I was sitting next to our friend Polo Asensio yesterday oh. when Paul Goldschmidt hit the home run in the first inning. <laughs> And he and I both just start laughing, and we turn to each other and we fist bump each other. 
that was, I mean, that was a first inning, you know, home run in, in, in that game. So it was a little more tempered. But I have never, ever cheered more in the press box than when Trey Turner hit that grand slam the other night. That's awesome. I, you hear about that in the Olympics, like where uh, not so much American media, but media from other countries will be actively cheering during Olympic sporting events. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. I, it is to see the culture of other media here is is something it's really special to take in and just see how other media handles the way they do things. Because, you know, Matt, you and I know, like we uh, Americans, we go about it a certain way. There's some that are more, uh, there's some that are louder than others and maybe a little more flashy than others. But for the most part, we we know how to be professional and what our idea of professionalism is. It's very different in other countries. And to see that, I mean, I, you know, there, there are, there are media members here to cover certain teams that are just sitting out in the auxiliary press boxes and they're enjoying a few beers during the game. That's, that's not something you or I would ever do. No, that's something they're doing. They're here. They're taking in a baseball game. That's, that's what they're doing. The, the Japanese media that's out here, very respectable. They're here. They're doing their work. I was told it's between 200 and 300 Japanese media that are here to cover this game, by the way. And I was also told that Japanese media will be at Bush stadium opening day and might be covering the team throughout the season because of Lars Nupai. Yeah, so that doesn't surprise me. I can tell you this. So when I was broadcasting in the minor leagues, both at AAA and single A, if we generally didn't have any Japanese players on the teams that I was broadcasting for, but when a team would come in with a Japanese player, there would be Japanese media that would come into AAA and single A games. There's, there is Japanese media all over the United States, just following yep. Japanese players around. And that's the same for all Asian players. I was uh, saying one here in St. Louis um, and KK here in St. Louis. I know you weren't here yet, but I mean, in Milwaukee, you guys had um, what was the name of the second baseman? Um, oh, Kaz Matsui. Mil- yeah, yeah. So, so you you know you know how that is. But to cover Lars Nupar, I just I find that to be a little fascinating because he's here representing Team Japan, but he w- he was not born in Japan. He's yeah. the first player ever not to be born in Japan, and to just see the ovation. I mean, he got the second loudest ovation of anybody here. And that's just because Shohei Otani is on his team. So that no, how popular he is. It's yeah, it's it's fun to just kind of see some of the stuff you see on social media. I'll finish you off with this. Obviously, there's a bunch of Cardinals on Team USA. No matter who they play, uh, Team Mexico has a couple Cardinals in the bullpen with uh, Gallegos and Romero. And then you talk about Newt Bar playing uh, for the Japanese team. So no matter what, we're going to see Cardinal on Cardinal action tomorrow. Yeah, by the way, is there a score in the game yet? I am in the stairwell right now, so I, I do not have access to a TV at the moment. So I don't know if you do or not. Scoreless top third, one out, nobody okay. on. I, I am fascinated to find out if Lars, if Japan wins. I don't know if you heard the sound clip yesterday, but Adam Wainwright was asked um, if he had talked to Yachty, if there was any kind of text chain going on with, with Yachty, and he said that Yachty has ghosted him. Yachty has not responded, has not picked up the phone when he's called, has not texted him back at all, <laughs> similar, to what, uh, Kobe, similar to what Kobe did to Paul Gasol on the Redeem team, yeah. that he is getting the silent treatment from Yachty or Molina during this because they are enemies. I want to find out if Lars 
is getting the silent treatment or giving I, I find it really hard to believe no. that Lars would not immediately text you. But if you text Lars, he seems like somebody that would text back immediately. Yeah. So I'm, I wonder if he is included in any kind of uh, text chain with these other players. Yeah, it's a good question. Lars is not, uh, is not ignoring anybody. I can be very sure of that no matter <laughs> what team you play for. Uh, he is Joe Roderick. Follow his uh, coverage. You've been doing a, a WBC uh, Tonight show every night on Claves Online, right? When, when we can. It's, uh, it's tough with the schedule of everything and with being here at the stadium, with it being so busy and so loud. Um, it is Super Bowl level of media coverage here at this event. It's more than I've ever seen at an all-star game. So it's hard to kind of find a quiet place before the game to go do anything. But, yeah, we're, we're doing a lot of coverage with that. And also on, on Twitter and Instagram, I've, I've been posting a lot of stuff, uh, a lot of videos and pictures from everything going on out here in in Miami as well. Awesome. Joe Roderick, at Joe Roderick on Twitter. Enjoy the game. I'm glad you didn't miss any runs being scored. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you. All right, there's Joe Roderick uh, joining us from uh, Miami in the World Baseball Classic. We'll take a break. We'll come back, wrap up hour number one. We still got a lot to get to, including an update on what's going on with uh, the potential legalization of sports wagering in the state of Missouri. Don't go anywhere. It's a Gray Bar Sports Open Line. More in a moment on KMOX. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.